Hello everyone, and welcome out to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. I am your host, Nick Argenbright, and as you can tell, I'm feeling a little my voice. First, I thought it was like, oh, it's party fatigue, because we just, uh, at the time I'm recording this, we just had our, our It's All Been Done Radio Hour show, and then after party, and uh, oh man, I'm feeling it. It also happened to be the first, to me, major snowfall for Columbus. Like, not we had snow, I think, probably a month earlier, but it, I mean, it was snowfall. Like, when we came out, our cars were covered in snow, roads were a bit slippery, all that stuff. So before we get more into that, I just FYI, check out Packrat Comics. They're one of our friends of the show. Uh, visit our show notes for more information or check them out online at packratcomics.com. And if you want to support love, first off, find love, brace love, love love. But if you want to show us some love and support us in the process and get some awesome audiobooks too, go to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky with over 200,000 titles to choose from. Audible is where it's at. You can sign up for a 30-day trial, free audiobook, get your choice, again, by going to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. And finally, we are proud members of the It's All Been Done Presents network. And speaking of the network, do you like thrills, chills, and all things horror? Marianne and friends have you covered. In Marianne's macabre movie review, they cover current horror movies and theaters along with reviewing older horror films and comparing remade international ones. What makes a good horror film? What do people think is scary? What is cheap and overused? Subscribe to Marianne's macabre movie review on iTunes and other podcasting services to find out. It's all been done anyway, so head over to IABD Presents and please support all our programming at patreon.com forward slash IABD. Okay, so episode 360, uh, before we get into our main topic, I just wanted to also throw some other stuff out there. Yes, this is the GBG drive-by, and I'll kind of touch on this here in a second too, but uh, every year around the holidays, things begin to really get um, super busy for me. I'd say the gang at E4K Studios, but that really is mostly me, and, you know, unless we do Rock and Boinkle, which is other people, but then it, it's mostly me anyway. Anyway, we're slowly trying to get things moving, but I am stretched pretty thin. The podcast, of course, though, is a real love for me, so it isn't really going anywhere, though it may feel like it is soon. The goal was to not really take a holiday break this year, but fact is I might be taking one anyway, and at least for sure it might be we might be doing more GBG drive-bys for myself, or I might be taking a full break. I don't know. Sometimes with the GBG drive-bys, I will re-record them and re-record them because I just feel very uh, about them um, and I just need to commit to them. So whatever I say, is just, just just post it anyway. I was talking to Chase McCants about it uh, back because he was one of those people that didn't mind the GBG drive-bys. He, uh, we were talking about that and, and, I, and I appreciated that. So I might be doing more of those and it's not, and they're usually for the most part, not super long. So that's also helpful too. But what I really mean is, is I might, I might, it, hopefully it will just be me taking a break from scheduling guests on the show. Usually what I'll do is I'll throw an invite, like for example, Star Wars, which is coming up, will have guests on there. It'll be like a panel of people talking about it with myself. But um, yeah, but if not, it might be just be GBG drive-bys. But more than likely, I have this feeling I'm probably going to take January off. So I can focus on two things. One, I became a member at Mad Lab Theater in downtown Columbus, Ohio, 227, I think it's uh, third, 227 Third Street. Yeah, Mad Lab. I'm saying yeah like I know that for sure, but I feel that's a confident. If you want more information, go to Mad Lab 
www.thepowerofpositivity.net. It's a wonderful group of people and I am so honored to be a part of that group. I've been trying to plug them even before I was voted in and uh, these are wonderful people and it's nice to have another creative family and another creative outlet. Get to stretch my wings a little bit creatively, which is always a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, so that's been taking up my time and we're preparing for a sketch comedy show or, well, no, let me rephrase that. We're preparing for a show of some kind. It will have some sketch comedy, we'll have some sketch drama, dramatic sketches, but uh, either way, that's what we're working on. And uh, so I'm devoting a lot of my time for that, but I also need to devote some time to editing. I want to finish Why Not Green. I want to finish uh, or work with editors to finish Why Not Green. I want to work with people to finish uh, Rocky and Boinkle. And so we can get that premiered and get that next phase of those projects possibly done. Whether it be, I would like to pitch Why Not Green for It's All Been Done Presents or All Been Done Radio Network and uh, as something that, that occasionally will show up. And I would love to finish Rocky and Boinkle Season 2 and get that out there to you guys. It, in one thing I realize I might not be able to do, we might have content at this point, I'm thinking, for the entire year, which is which is pretty rad. I'm really looking forward to that. So, yeah. Now, originally, upcoming next, we have the Star Wars Last Jedi show, which again, panel-based. We have the RPG Live show, which is kind of replacing our Christmas extravaganza this year. So for sure, those are the two major episodes coming up. But, yeah. Very weird. So, as a matter of fact, in those cases, I might release the RPG episode on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or, or the Saturday before. So you might get two updates that particular week. So I hopefully, and it's also will make up for the week or two I've missed previously. And really, you know, I had someone else send me an email like, Nick, why are you no longer doing GBG drive-bys? And at some point, almost mentally, it came out of a necessity to talk to another fucking human being. And so with that, I began to invite other people on the show, and this year it's been a blast. We, while we have in every episode lost Jim and Nathan, we've gained other guests too, like Kyle Jepsen, Nick Ray, Eric Sternberger, Becky Horseman, Kat Alpine, Anna Leeper, Casey May, and so many more. And it's so much fun to talk with these people and get their opinions, and it kind of, uh, it kind of adds a different flavor flav to the situation. Not to say that I always work like mad to get Jim and Nathan on the show, and John occasionally too, but one thing I've learned for sure, and this year kind of ferments it, ferments it, cements it, immense it, incense. GBG has never been a show that follows a format. It usually follows the whims of the creator, which is me. Like this episode, me talking about this and then talking about the movie Wonder. Sometimes I have guests on, sometimes I do not. Sometimes we do games during our live show. But yeah, but I will say this. This is where you guys come in. So before we get to the wonder, I just want to say, what can we do to make the show more entertaining? Uh, is there anything we can do to cater to you? If so, email me at goodbadgeeky at gmail.com. Let me know. And uh, give me the good and the bad. And huh, give me the geeky too. Outside of that, though, I just want to thank you guys for supporting the podcast for the last 10 years or so. Again, with that experimental nature, it just, again, follows whatever whims I have. Like... I would love to do more RPG episodes, possibly as a backdoor pilot into an, its own podcast. One of the things that I think I've said before is doing an RPG podcast, I, when I listen to other podcasts, unless it's video-based, I really have a hard time latching on audio, audibly 
to what's going on and how do you create a podcast that's actively engaging and but it's also good for people who don't really understand an RPG necessarily so it's really an issue of trying to figure out hey in my mind how do we how do we approach that how do we do that so uh, and that's just a sample again I would like to finish why not green and get that out there I've had one episode kind of in the can I just needed to add effects to it so yeah but enough about that Either way, thank you guys so much for this year being so supportive. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to next year after we come back from break. Again, the plan is just for January. We might dip into February a bit too. But once that is up, I will then proceed to, then we'll be back to normal. Matter of fact, I should just start calling, I should start just separating, you know, the Bad and Geeky via television, almost like a television season, like season whatever. I think we're on season 10 maybe. Again, that's a good point. I should probably go back and just recategorize everything like that. I didn't feel that was necessary for the podcast, but it might be. It might be. But here we're going to talk about the movie Wonder, which was by, directed by Stephen Chbosky. I'm probably not saying that right. It's C-H-B-O-S-K-Y. So to me, that's Chbosky, who I think also wrote the novel The Perks of Being a Wallflower. So he has a lot of attention to detail with what kids say, how they say it, etc., um, the film also stars Julia Roberts, Owen Wilson, Jacob Tremblay, Mandy Patinkin, David Diggs, and uh, is based on the book Wonder by R.J. Palacio. Palacio? I, again, if you're playing the drinking game, you're having some fun right now by drinking a lot. Oh, before we get a little bit further into Wonder, sorry. One thing I would just say is that when I do come back from break, some of the intros might be a little different in terms of we'll have like... I used to publicize U T M T all the time and Rocky and Boinkle and Pack Rat. And those are going to, we'll, I'll find a way to put them on a section of, of the, they'll be in the show notes or they will be in, they'll be like on the website somewhere where they're always there and you can kind of access it. Kind of like the friends of the thing, friends of the show. And I might move up, you know, you might hear a little bit more uh, officially in every episode from Mad Lab, It's All Been Done Presents, Audible, and maybe Rocky and Boinkle when the show comes back out. So I just want to throw that out there too. So you won't hear, because we don't really get to do a lot of shows at Packrat, but we still vehemently support them, and we want you to go visit their amazing comic shop, but uh, we won't mention them as much as in every episode or whatever. So anyway, okay, so Wonder, Wonder, Wonder. This is such a good film, good movie. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heartstring puller, and I mean, I knew that going into it, because I read the book, so one of the great experiences was going to my wife while she was teaching fifth and sixth grade, and I got to read the book, and the chapters I read, you know, and here's the thing, when you read books like this in front of a class, you're like, oh boy, really? But then, as you're reading it, you're like, oh my god, this is actually a good book. But I read it, and, I don't, and here's the thing, there's like 40 versions of the book, it feels like right now, because they keep adding chapters, and the book is told in multiple multiple perspectives of the characters which for books works great movies not so much but you know what the movie feels faithful as an adaptation to the book there's a few differences in direction that I would have done differently versus the other and that's okay too but it's it's very much enjoyable and I feel like the tears that you that you that flow are they're well earned and they don't they don't like there's a lot of injustice in the movie. And the thing is, though, is that that's life. 
uh, life does that to people. Life feels that way to people. And you really, I don't know, it, it felt very, very just confusing at times where why characters do certain things, even when they explain their perspective. Sometimes people do things for no direct reason. Like, we can try to assign logic to it, and I'll talk about that in, in a second, but any time that you f I felt moved to tears, and there were more than a few times, I didn't feel that they were cheap. I felt that they really struck a nerve with me emotionally that caught the injustice of how life can be sometimes. And I don't know, I, I say injustice a lot because I saw a video essay. If I can find it, I'll post it in the show notes about why, why do you cry in movies? Why do you cry when you watch a TV show? Why do you cry when you read a book? It's usually the injustice of a situation is what they kind of pitch to you. And so now every time I tear up, I afterwards just reflecting as a writer. I, I'm curious about that as a writer. And I know there are times where I will bug Jimmy and tell him, you know, where's the injustice in a possible character's death? Where's the injustice of the scene? What makes you sad or cry or tear up? But there is, there's always a sense of injustice to what happens. Whether it be the audience, we get a full sense of what the injustice is, where we, we sympathize with a character's understanding of injustice for those who possibly die, for those who are left behind, or for those who are impacted. Because it's not always death, it's for those who are impacted. And there's a lot of injustice in this film. There is a, a kid named Augie Pullman, August Pullman, and he has, and I'm not saying this right, a facial dys dyslexia, or pretty much you have no, you're not born with cheekbones. And he's had multiple surgeries on his face, and it's really about his life and his family's life. His mother gave up finishing her thesis to take care of Augie. His older sister is understands that she's not the primary concern and she feels a bit left out and, and forgotten about too. But at the same time, she's not sad about it in terms of Augie, but she's sad for herself. She never blames Augie for that directly. And she doesn't want to because she knows how it's not his fault. You know what I mean? Um, and then Augie, it, it's, it's hard for him to, to try to fit in. And he wants to fit in. He's such a, a kind little boy. He loves science and math. And, and the dad, Owen Wilson, is, uh, he's just trying to keep a level head while things are going down. And again, this is the context of the book. And so you deal with things like, uh, to me, one of my favorite parts of the film was the storyline with Augie's sister who apparently her best friend after she came back from summer camp, and it's the only friend she really has, just stopped talking to her, stopped texting her, whatever. And, and of course, you get her perspective of what's been going on. And this is what I mean, like, there is no good reason on why she stopped talking to her best friend. She tries to rationalize, again, from her perspective, that I said I was friends with this, this one kid with special needs, which is Augie, and he's not really special needs, it's just he has, you know, he just looks different. But it became a sympathy case almost. And so they started treating her different and it just made her feel good. Like she belonged and she yearns for that. And then she realizes that not only does she miss her friend, she misses, well, not only does she miss Augie, but she misses her friend. But she's too afraid to go back on that and to say, hey, I'm sorry I've been a really shitty friend. And I feel like sometimes life is like that. I had a friend myself that I hadn't, like, 
things that he would do would just always bug me, like, a lot. Like, I, I know I always give Jimmy a lot of shit, but I always feel like I feel the need to say, look, I'm, I'm kidding with you. Like, and if you feel like I'm going too far, let me know, you know? And I tried to. I tried to at that point. But I remember this one friend I even told him, I was like, look, I don't, like, he would call me dog nuts. And it just, I don't know why that really just bugged the shit out of me. But I told him to stop doing that, and he didn't stop doing it. And I just remember that I just felt like, and also, it just always felt about him. He would always talk about whatever girl he was dating or trying to date, and his stereo system. And and thing is that he was, outside of that, a very good friend. And, you know, it just so happened to coincide the time I was making my movie. And uh, let's just call him TK. TK. And he also started dating an old friend of mine, of ours, from high school. I remember he was so excited, he showed me off, he wanted my opinion of it. And it was the first time I saw him in a long time. And I was just like, I, I had two thoughts in my head. One, I don't want you to mess this relationship up because I'm really good friends with the girl you're talking about, just by default. And then, you know, because it'll really, it'll just suck for me. But also, I'm really busy. I'm just tired of you calling me dog nuts all the time. And so he would call every few times a day. And I just kind of phased him out. And there was a part of me that just wanted to be honest with him and tell him why I did that. And no. And so, you know, on Facebook and all that, you try to send a, a friend request and, and say, hey, man, how are you doing? And uh, he doesn't want anything to do with me. And you know what? I understand that. I don't, I don't blame him for, for feeling that way or doing that to me. Because I just didn't have the gumption to say, hey, this is why I did this. This is what I was going through. And that's what led me to do this. You know, if you still want to talk to me after that, then that's fine. But I, I never made the, the jump to that. And so I really resonated with that. Because I feel that happens to everybody. Sometimes we'll do really silly things that, like, why do you put something in spot A instead of spot B, even though logically you'd put it in spot B? For whatever reason, the whim of the moment, you put it into spot A, and that changes the course of your day, uh, whether depending with a roommate or your wife or your friend, depending on what the situation is. I found that to be really moving. Also, Augie tries to fit in, and of course, I feel everyone understands that. I feel even as adults, one of my favorite bits from Scrubs touched on is that high school never really ends in certain ways. There are cliques and groups, and you know, as being now part of two kind of acting troops, I feel there's kind of you know, the, the cool kids and the non-cool kids, even though we're all made up of people who didn't feel like we were the cool kids back in school, there are, you know, little groups that form within their little cells that, you know, and it sometimes feels like high school, which is, oh man, I don't feel like I'm part of the popular kids. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Or, you know what I mean? It's just, it's how things are. When you go to work, there's a hierarchy of, oh, those are the cool workers over there, the people who feel cool over there at work. And then there's the group over here, or then there's just me. I, it, I just find it to be always really fascinating, the social breakdowns of, of groups and, and communities, whether, whether they be the outcasts or non the outcast. There's always an outcast in a series of outcasts, you know what I mean? So, but I really liked the discussion of that. And again, everything felt earned, it felt genuine. So it wasn't like Wally, where I broke down in just hysterical sobs by the end of it. It was just more like I started to tear up and then it, it washed over me. Like, you know, it, it, it's beautiful, beautiful film. Again, some small minor things about, because I read the book, how I would have directed or done things differently. But 
I really enjoyed the movie, and I think it teaches an important message, which is always choose kind. I think it's very important. Choose kind. Try to be aware of your surroundings and to people. I mean, I know it's hard to choose kind, but um, and sometimes it doesn't warrant it, you know, but it's hard being the better person. It's hard to be kind, and that's something to try to remember. So just remember, hashtag be kind. All right, well, that's all I have on the movie Wonder. I know I kind of rambled on a bit more on the personal means that some of it meant to me, but and again, those are me just trying to explain the, of how I can understand that kind of thing. But if you have your thoughts on the movie Wonder, please let us know. Email us at goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. Another thing you can do if you're interested is January Judge Jimmy returns. So please go ahead and give us your suggestions for Judge Jimmy. So give us stuff like, and this is just an example being it's Christmas time, which is the better Christmas Carol film, The Muppets Christmas Carol or Mickey's Christmas Carol or whatever version you like to say, which is the better Star Trek movie, Star Trek Wrath of Khan or Star Trek for the, uh, the Undiscovered Country. Little stuff like that, like what's, what's the better film, the original King Kong or the remake by Peter Jackson King Kong or King Skull Island? You know, maybe there's a third thing in there. I don't know, but just give us your suggestions. Again, goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. It's been pointed out to me the phone number on the website does not work any longer. I'm working on getting that fixed and getting that changed. Yeah. So anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Next episode will probably be another GBG drive-by about the film Coco. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode.